Take your Bible with me this morning and turn with me, and we're going to read just one verse of Scripture as a theme verse today. And that theme verse is going to be found in Psalm 107. Psalm 107, we're keeping with the theme, what would leaders wish that you knew? I'm going to change it a little bit, and I'm going to speak as a pastor today, and I'm going to kind of do it, what would a pastor wish that you knew? What would a senior pastor wish that you knew? What would a pastor who ministers to the teenagers wish that they knew? It's going to come from a pastor's heart. 33 years of uh, pastoral ministry I've been involved in. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, when pastor asked me to speak on this topic, I thought, you know, this this is special. This is special. You can speak from the heart on this. So we're going to Psalm 107, and I'm going to ask you to stand with me, if you will, as we read God's Word, and we're going to look at just one verse of Scripture to start this message. Verse 20, He sent forth His Word and healed them. He sent forth his word and he healed them and he rescued them from the grave. Wow. Take your Bible with me and just touch your heart. Just touch your heart a second. Then take your Bible and touch your head and then take your Bible and touch your hand. You may be seated. God bless you. He sent forth his word and he healed them. I want to speak today on what I wish every Christian thoroughly knew, that God sends forth his word with a purpose. And that purpose is to heal us. We as mankind, those who have found redemption in Christ Jesus, something has to transform us. Something has to change us. So God sent his word to do that work of transforming our hearts our heads, our minds, and our bodies. He wants to heal us. That is what we must first grasp. God wants you healed. And don't stop at the thought of physical healing. God wants your whole being healed. He wants every part of you healed. God wants your family healed. God wants your emotions healed. God wants your past healed. God wants to do a renewing work in every one of us. To bring us to a place of complete healing. What is it going to be like in heaven? God's getting us ready for that. He's bringing us along in this healing experience. So that we might be, as we go through heaven's gates, through heaven's portals, into the presence of the Lord. Woo! This is what God has been leading me to. He's been doing this work my whole life long since I gave him my heart and my life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, when we think about this topic, what would leaders or what would pastors wish that you knew? You probably already know that, what I just said. But there come, there has to come to a place where we know that we know that we know that we know. Did you ever hear that expression? <laughs> that you just know that you know that you know that you know. Because the devil will come with doubts. The devil will come with his deceptions. And maybe last year you knew that God sent forth his word to heal you. But you're not feeling like it today. Maybe you've kind of forgotten that. Like it's in my past. Well, God saved me. I guess the troubles that I'm going through now or the difficulties that I'm going through right now, I'm just going to have to take a rope, tie a knot in it, and hold on with everything I got until God comes. And we should all be expecting the return of the Lord. But there's something wrong when we pull up a chair and sit where we are and don't move until he shows up. <laughs> 
Pastor Joe, isn't that what people do? (laughs) I wish that you knew that this work is ongoing. It's taking place every single day. Your salvation began with one experience, but the joy and the power of that salvation and the word of God should be active in your life every single day. Every turn your neighbor say, every single day. Every single day. A kind of thought came to me. You ever see that commercial about V8? I could have had a V8. <laughs> I could have had a V8. I like the one the guy's exercising and the girl hits him. <laughs> I could have had a V8. What could we have? Knowing the word of God had been sent to us to heal us. On Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And it's not just a one day a week thing. It's not just a one day a week. It's Sunday showing up. I'm going to get healed. I'm going to feel better. I need my battery lifted. No, God wants to continually do this. So I wish that every Christian would know that progressively God is sending his word to heal us. God is sending his word to heal us. God is sending his word to heal us. Because life needs to have that. Our life needs to be experiencing that. Amen? Everybody say, it's healing me. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's healing us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, I wish everyone who's a Christian, who goes to church, would recognize that when the pastor is preaching, he is imparting healing. Why did they flock around Jesus? Why did they come to Jesus? They needed to be healed. He was touching the sick. They were healed. The blind eyes were being opened. Deaf ears were being unstopped. The crowds were following. They were experiencing healing from God. That didn't stop. God sending forth his word every day, every week. When the preacher is preaching, he is imparting healing to the congregation. He is imparting healing to the hearts of the hearers. What a powerful thing that is to be able to preach God's word. And what a powerful thing it is for us to receive God's word. That separates preaching of God's word from going to assemblies and teaching and taking classes and education and everything. Well, we're having another conference. Oh, boy. Just what we needed, another conference. Have you been to the seminar? Uh, This takes... Preaching and the the experience of the word of God being shared and imparted to the hearers to a whole dynamic spiritual level of healing from God to every one of us. You probably didn't plan on coming to church today to think about that thought, did you? That's what I mean. That's why I wish. That's what we knew. (laughs) The first thing I want to talk about this morning, your heart needs to be healed by the word of God. Your heart, the center of your being, where love is coming from, where the expression of your life is coming from, the very core of you, that needs to be healed by the word of God. But it needs to be continually healed by the word of God, touched by God's word. We sang this morning, transform me, conform me. I have a question for you. Can you heal your own heart? Can you do that on your own? Would that be something you'd say, well, my heart needs to be touched and healed. I think I'll do it to myself. It can't happen. Take your Bible and turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 17. 
Jeremiah chapter 17, and we're going to look at verse 9, just one verse of Scripture. This may shock some of you, but this is the Word of God. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? You can't even understand yourself. That's what the Word of God is saying. You can't even understand yourself. You can't understand why you do sometimes the things that you do. The heart is deceitful. So we can't heal our own hearts. We can't overcome this deceitfulness on our own. Now that's Old Testament. Now let's lead, go over to the New Testament to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13, 15. For this people's hearts have become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes, otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. This is the New Testament. This is what Jesus is saying. This is what God is saying. What is he saying? I want to heal your heart. I have an intention, a purpose, to heal your heart. What's the Bible saying to us? What we can't fix, God will. What we can't fix, God wants to. How's he going to do that? Send forth his word and heal us and change us. He sends it into the present, right where we are. Who knows what you're going through better than God? Who knows what you're going through right now in your life? Is there someone close to you where they know exactly what's going on in your heart? Is there anybody? Does the neighbor know that? Does they knock and go, hey, I was just checking out your heart. And I thought I'd just, that doesn't happen. Only God knows what is going on in the human heart. In every single one of us, that's how I know he's God. He's dealing with all of us simultaneously like it's playing basketball one-on-one. Isn't that great? That's tremendous. Hallelujah. He's fulfilling this. Here's another thing. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. God commands us. He commands us to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our strength. How could we do that? How could God command us to do that if he couldn't do a work in our heart? If he didn't want to transform our heart? If he didn't want us to love him with all of our heart? He does this work so that we might be who he wants us to be. And to fulfill his commands. God wouldn't give you a command if he didn't intend for you to fulfill it. Think about that one. Right? You wouldn't say something to your children, a child that they couldn't do, and then expect, well, how come you didn't do it? They have to be able to do it. So God enables us to do it by sending forth his word so that we can love him with all of our heart. Hallelujah. And this needs to be a continual revelation. God is going to give by his Holy Spirit instructions to us, speak to us, mold us, make us, inform us, each one of us all the time, every day, again and again and again and again. You can look in a mirror right now and you can look at a picture of yourself five years ago, only five years ago, and you can go, boy, have I changed? (laughs) Huh? Yeah, haven't we? I mean, it goes beyond different styles and clothing and everything. We can look at our faces and say, boy, I'm getting older. I'm maturing. If that's happening with our physical bodies, we could be able to look at our spiritual lives, look at our hearts, 
and look back and say, boy, I'm not the person I used to be. What's brought that change? The Word of God. That's why backsliding is probably the worst thing that can happen to a believer. They're losing out on all that time. But God's a restorer. They're losing out on all those opportunities of growth and development that God was bringing into their life during that season of their life. You can't rewind the clock. You can't back up the tape. (laughs) Start from there. No. Next thing I wish that you knew. Your mind needs to be healed by the word of God. Your mind needs to be healed by the word of God. Just like your heart needs to be healed, your mind needs to be healed. Turn to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. And let's see what the word of God declares to us in verse 28. Romans 1, 28. Furthermore, since we did not, what's that next word? Think. We are always thinking. Even when you're asleep, why do you think you dream? You're still thinking. What do you do when you're laying in bed wanting to go to sleep? I can't go to sleep. What's the problem? I'm thinking. Very first thing when you wake up in the morning, what brings you back to consciousness? I start thinking. Here we go. We're always thinking. Furthermore, since they did not think, it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God that has to do with thinking. He gave them over to a depraved mind. Who's this? Mankind. To do what ought not to be done. They had become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. What does it say? They're filled with it. What's it say? They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, nice people to be around boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, They not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Don't you tell me your mind doesn't need to be renewed. Your mind needs to be remade. Can you remake your mind completely and make you a right-thinking person? No, that happens by the word of God. Who knows your thoughts? God, who can adjust your thinking? Who can change you to start thinking differently than you used to think as a sinner? You notice how this happens, don't you? You come to the Lord, you get into God's word, you go to the church, you start to study the word of God, God starts to speak to you from your word, and your thinking starts to be fixed. I remember when I first got saved, I picked up the Bible. I did not stop reading. How about it? I couldn't get enough of the word. Any time I could, I was into the word of God. And because I was a young believer, the Lord was speaking to me and I would read the word of God and I'd go, hmm, I don't know. And God said, don't you dare say you don't know. I'm going to show you. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to renew your mind. Don't think like you used to think. 
It's time for education from heaven. Hallelujah. Don't let anybody lie to you and tell you, oh, yeah, that's Bible, it's just a bunch of theology and everything. Could we have a proper theology without the word of God? We have the word of God and we've got all kinds of cults all over the place believing all kinds of nonsense. Mankind has to have the word of God to get our thinking right. My God, what would our world be like without the word of God? If it's in this condition like this, even with the word of God, let me tell you something else. We're victims of stinking thinking. If you could smell what you think, whew, boy, somebody let something loose in here. <laughs> what in the world is that smell? <laughs> oh, that was me. That was me in my head. If you could smell what you think, you'd be going around, oh, this is gross. We're victims of stinking thinking because we have a depraved mind that all of us were born with and we need to have our minds renewed. And how do we get that mind renewed? The scripture says in Romans 12, 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Hallelujah. Back to our point. What pastors wish you knew? No wonder the pastor says, if you'll be in the word of God and read the word of God every day, I'm going to get you a steak dinner at the end of the year. Because he knows what it will do. If you're in the word of God, your thinking starts to be corrected. Your thinking starts to be adjusted. It's no longer stinking. It's fragrant. We wish everyone knew that if they would be receiving and reading and attentive to the word of God and receive the word of God when it's being taught and instructed and taught and preached, we know it will do its work in changing the minds of mankind. If we are a painter, you start painting over here and you get all done and you paint around there and you go, boy, we've got our work done now. You don't see that in the hearts and lives of people like a painting job. You never know if they got it. You never know if they're improving. You never know if they're being touched. You never know. But we know the word of God works. That takes me to my final point, and that is this one. Your hands need to be healed by the word of God. Your hands need to be healed by the word of God. What do I mean by your hands? That's a part of your body. God wants to heal our bodies. Our bodies can be healed by the word of God. God doesn't come to so far with he sent forth his word and he healed them and cut it off before we get healed physically. God wants to do that. How's that going to happen? Here we go. You get into the word of God. God's speaking to you from the word of God and faith begins to grow. And you have faith to be healed. You have faith to walk this walk. You have faith to serve God. You have faith to leave what you've been holding on to. And let go of that to go on in God. That's healing. And healing will come to our entire body. You ever watch anybody on a trapeze? You know, the, the circus, the carnival, whatever. Person's gone back and forth and they swing the other bar. And you know what the person has to do? They have to let go of this one 
and catch the other one. Now, for that split second of time, they're not holding on to anything. But they grab the other bar, and then they swing that way. You can't go until you let go. Sometimes we're right where we are because we aren't letting go of the things of this world so that we can go on with God. I'm not saying, you know, go into work tomorrow and go, I quit. I'm going to go serving God. I'll take this job. <laughs> what are we seeing here from the word? Let's go to James chapter 1 and verse 22. 122 in James. This will be our next to our last passage. James 122. God's going to speak to us. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. What? Deceiving? There's that deception again coming. Do what it says. Do what it says. That's reasonable, isn't it? That's right. Don't be hearers, King James. Don't be hearers, but be doers of the word of God. That changes everything. And this is why pastors want you to receive the word of God and be healed. Because as you are healed, your mind and your heart are renewed and your body is touched and God's bringing healing to you. Then it starts to flow from you to others. And the word of God spreads. And other lives get transformed. We're not in a capsule. We're not in some sealed room like an old time telephone booth. We're not sealed in a capsule. We're out here in this world. And the work that God is doing in us starts to overflow to others. And other people's minds are being made new. And other people's hearts are being touched. I'm going to give you a quick illustration. What if you went to a doctor and you had an ailment? And he did a bunch of testing. And he sent you home. And after a little bit, he said, no, he wasn't contacting you. He wasn't calling you. What's going on? Ah, nothing. And then you found out that you were terminally ill. You go back to the doctor and you said, you were doing the testing and everything. Why didn't you tell me? And he says to you, well, I knew you'd be very upset. I knew you couldn't take it. I knew you couldn't handle it. I knew it would really bother you. I didn't want to disturb you. What? You didn't want to disturb me? could have told me how sick I was. I could have done something about it. I could have been doing things, getting some help or support or something from somewhere. I would have changed my life. How would it be if a preacher of the word of God held back the truth of God's word because he didn't want to disturb you? (laughs) Oh, this might hurt you a little. I don't want you to be offended. I don't want to step on your toes. I want to rub your fur the right way. (laughs) Pat you on the head. Good little Christian, good little Christian. Come back next week. That's why I wanted you to know what every pastor wishes we all knew. That we must preach the word of God regardless of how it may offend make you feel uncomfortable, stir you, even sometimes anger you. That's what a good preacher will do. That's what a good man of God will do. He'll preach the truth regardless of how it may touch or affect or offend the people that receive it. Didn't Jesus do that? When the Pharisees came, did they challenge Jesus? He says, oh, well, okay, my disciples will start washing their hands now. 
before they eat. What does he tell them? You whitewashed sepulchers, you bunch of vipers. He's offending them. Now, Jesus is not going out intentionally just offending people, but he's honest to the Father, to the Word of God. And that's what I wish every Christian knew, that pastors are called to preach the Word of God. And sometimes you may be in church on a Sunday or a Sunday night or a Wednesday, and you might feel like, eh, I don't know, I feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, he's talking about things that uh, I wish he wouldn't to go in that direction. He was talking about some sin and, uh, huh? You need to know the truth. And the truth will set us free. I'll conclude with one verse of Scripture. It's found in Isaiah 11, verse 9. This is talking about the millennium. And it says there that the knowledge of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. Let me tell you something. I used to do a lot of fishing. My dad had a fishing boat, not full-time, just fun fishing. And if you've ever been out on the ocean, you know when people talk about global warming and they say if the polar caps melt, the water's going to be so deep it'll be flooding New York City. It's going to flood everywhere. Why, we better, why, we better watch out about the tra- global warming and transforming everything because if the polar caps melt, we're in big trouble. We'll be underwater. If the polar caps melted today, if the water on the oceans went up an inch, it would be a lot. These people don't know what they're talking about. The vastness of the oceans covers so much of our globe. And God says, one day, the knowledge of the Lord is going to cover this globe like the waters cover the oceans. That's going to be in the millennium. That's going to be when God's word is everywhere. And our world will be completely healed by the word of God. Until then, the healing of God's word is ours the children of God. For he sent forth his word to heal us. Stand with me, if you will. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that your word is true and it is ever-present and it is always, always, always happening. Lord, it's not just history. Your word is happening all the time. And it's happening in our lives. It's happening on this planet It's happening to mankind. For your word has declared unto us, I send forth my word and I healed them and saved them from the grave. Oh, hallelujah. We glorify your name today, Father. And Lord, we pray that we'll take this thought with us, that this word and this verse will be ours Lord, tomorrow to this afternoon, this week, Lord, your word healing us, your word healing us, your word healing us, each and every one of us. Heal us as individuals. Heal our relationships. Heal our children. Heal our bodies. Heal our hearts. 
heal our thinking. Lord, we just step up another step in faith up the stairway toward heaven and say, God, send your word to heal me. In Jesus' name we pray.